You, Simon. I'm scared. I'm so scared I can't stand it. But I can't just stand around while you get yourself killed. Well put, little brother. It's time to break out the you know what. Are you ready to do this? The what? Bro, what are you talking about? You dumbass. What the hell else do you think I'm talking about? We're gonna combine. We're gonna combine. They're gonna combine. They're gonna combine. They're gonna combine. Oh please, honey. We'll never know unless we try, will we? You see that? Now we got two faces too. What do you think, Fuzzball? We're the same as you. Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He's got nowhere to run. It's true. They put me in the back of the room. <laughs> it's true. We actually do act... That is pulling back the curtain a lot. When we kind of set things up, we always put Bill near the far wall so he can't just run out the door. And that, that's Bill, by the way. And I'm an amateur at swordplay. My name is Andy. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And Josh is once again predisposed. I think he's an evil clown or something. I don't know what he is this year at at his haunted house that he does every year. Oh, the haunted house. I just thought you meant in general. Well, I mean in general, too. He's an evil clown. Uh, But he's not with us. So we are here again for another episode of Gurren Lagann, episode three, where we're going to be talking about who do you think you are having two faces? Oh, Kamina. You so cray cray. Before we get into our review, yet again, of you and I reviewing Gurren Lagann without the guy who chose it. Right? He's gonna be mad. It's gonna be a lot of this in October. A lot of this. He's gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad. I know. You have a, you have more reason to be mad than he is, honestly. Right. If he's mad, Josh, if you're mad, you have zero reason to be mad. You are getting exactly what you wanted. We are talking in depth about this anime. Don't worry. We're getting the bullshit episodes out of the way. Maybe there'll be more depth later. God, I hope there's more depth later there in is. this anime. And then, then we'll have all kinds of good conversations there. We're just setting eh. the table for you, Josh. But first, it's we're not much of a bar to jump. But... No, but first, let's talk about nerd news, shall we? I don't have a lot for this week, but uh, I know that you got at least one or two things. So I'm going to let you start with any nerd news you have. There has been an announcement that Hocus Pocus is going to get a remake. Oh, now that is cool. Like, okay, remake or sequel? Remake. Um, okay. Speaking about the sequel was yes. kind of what prompted this. Okay. I guess the creator, writer, whatever, has been dealing with uh, sequel talk for years. Yeah. And basically at this point, he kind of went, no, we're not going to do a sequel, but we are going to see them come back again. Okay. Uh, made for TV. Gotcha. Remake. Well, you know, it, I uh, loved the original, and I think what made the original as good as it was was just the acting. Well, I mean, so, they had some powerhouse actors. They did. So I'm curious, have they done any casting? Not that I've seen. Okay. Or at least not that they've revealed. Right. Um, 
and this may change in the weeks till this comes out. Yes, like there could be something announced, you know, because we do these sometimes a little ahead of time. So yeah, it's potential that there there could be something. But just the fact that they're doing so now. Did you say it's a TV series? Uh, no, it's just a it's a TV movie. TV movie. Okay. I feel like the original was a TV movie. Was it theatrical? I don't ever remember it being in theaters. I. They visually just, and just everything you would think that it has that feel of a TV movie. It does. Like, uh, I only ever remember seeing it on Disney Channel all the damn time. It, I don't remember yeah. it coming out. It very well could have been. And if it was, I would not be shocked. And it's interesting how a TV movie made it that much mainstream. Because a lot of times TV movies don't. I guess we can always Google it. We I have, yeah. We have the mega webs in our hand. Bill's segment of Bill is Googling something! <laughs> Which is normally a Josh segment, but he does it ahead of time and writes it down. Yeah, I actually credit that I'm... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Googling it as we speak. Yeah. I don't pretend I'm smart. I just... Ouch. I just have a phone. <laughs> well, you know, I think I, that's that's a valid thing these days, you know? We should be able to learn how to look up information. We have it at our fingertips. And I think there's a symptom of that, like, with uh, with us from our generation. We're not as used to having it in our hands all the time. So, like, I still have conversations with Ray at home, like, I wonder what this is. And then, like, ne- both of us will sit there and be like, yeah, we wonder... And neither of us even think to look on our phones, like, to look up the answer. We were watching This Is Us, the Mm -hmm. premiere of the second season, and uh, Mandy Moore's ex-boyfriend looks super familiar. He did it last season, and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? I've seen him before. And I didn't, until we watched the premiere today, (laughs) that I finally was like, oh yeah, I can just look that up. That Um, that is Googleable. We have IMDb. It was, uh, by the way, it was Sam from True Blood. Uh, I I didn't watch True Blood. The first couple of seasons are worth seeing. Okay, but after that, not so much. About I, the time you start thinking this is goofy, it's goofy. Give I it. saw an episode, and they were basically Fae, and I was like, this is just World of Darkness. That was very late into it, but yes, it was definitely derived a lot from World of Darkness, I think. Uh-huh. But, you know, I can't imagine Bette Midler was in a TV movie. I mean, it feels like a TV movie, but... Yeah, maybe it was theatrical. I, it must I, have been. With the with the actresses being what they were, it probably was a regular release. Uh, if we can't find that information, you know, if you're a big Hocus Pocus fan, uh, let us know. Send us a message uh, via what? Facebook. Here's box office numbers, and it talks about opening weekend, and TV oh, movies don't have opening weekends. No, so. there you go. Then then we we know it was a uh, cinematic. But if you want to send us an email anyway, you can send it to tuningjapanese at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, definitely like our Facebook and Twitter and join our Discord and just, just talk to us. We're lonely people. Yes, we can always use people to talk to. We definitely like that. And you, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, like Superfan Matt, who is uh, giving us some great insight, as always, in these episodes. Yeah, we got to get him on here pretty soon. We do, actually. He's I think he's nearing his three months, so right. we'll be Matt will be talking with you soon uh, to set that up and then talking on the mic. So looking forward to that. We should bring him in for one of these October episodes while Josh is gone. It would be good because that will give us something to fill in. And he'll get to choose the anime that we'll do. So right. it'll be fun to do. So Hocus Pocus redone. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's on my TV constantly for about three months a year. So I at least you. there'll be a second version of it. On I my figured <laughs> it would be more than three months, but there you go. I guess no, because after Halloween, it's 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 the build-up for Christmas movies then, right? It still shows up quite a bit, just sporadically through spring and summer. It is a good movie, though. I, I can't blame your wife and, and child for that. It, it is a good movie. Any other nerd news you have this week? Hascon, Hasbro's convention, mm-hmm. um, has released a little bit more information on the upcoming Power of the Primes 
action figure line for next yes. year. Yes. The third part of the Prime Wars trilogy mm-hmm. that started with Combiner Wars now is Titan Masters. Yes. And then we'll finish up with Power of the Primes. Mm-hmm. I know we have off mics. I don't know if in all mics we've discussed the gimmick of the leader class this time around. We may or may not have. Can you give like a like a really short summary of like what that means? Uh, well, the, they have two gimmicks. Um, the Titan Masters were basically headmasters. Yes. This time around, the um, Prime Masters, they're calling them, are also small robots that fold up into little widgets. Yeah, little things. Uh, they ride around in a Pretender-style shell mm-hmm. that turns into a weapon. So you kind of have Pretenders and Target Masters there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then these widgets can attach to armor, weapons, and bigger robots to give them superpowers, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at Power Masters being rolled in there. And then the other gimmick that the leader class will be doing mm-hmm. is that each leader class will include a deluxe-sized figure that will then use the rest of the toy to evolve into a leader-sized figure. Yeah, so uh, basically... So basically there's a car of Hot Rod. Yes. But then the trailer that makes him the car in Erotimus, that trailer will turn into arms, legs, and an abdomen that then Hot Rod will turn into the chest and head of Rodimus Prime. Which is interesting, because you think of, like, I go back to the old G1 stuff, and you have, you have like, Optimus Prime, the original. You you turn the cab into the robot, but then you have the the actual trailer part that just folded out and had, like, a little gun and, like, a, and the little robot. R- roller. Yeah, roller. I, the, right. I want to say scuttle, but, like, that's not right. No. Um, but, yeah, roller. And here it's kind of cool that they're actually utilizing the trailer. Yeah, um, Optimus will be the tr- the cab will turn into Orion Pax, which is fucking badass. That's awesome. It's looks great. I want an Orion Pax toy. Yeah, definitely. And then yeah, again the trailer turns into the body for Optimus for mm-hmm. Orion Pax to plug into and transform. There's going to be apparently several versions of Optimus or several releases of him because he's in like every wave. Shock. Um, there's a evil version of Rodimus going to come out that's done in purple. It's, yeah. it's called like Galvatronus Prime or, Which is a cool name. or Rodimus Galvatronus or something like that. I think that it's sounds, Gal- that sounds like Harry Potter territory right yeah, there, actually. I, I think it's Galvatronus Prime. That's like your Patronus is showing. I don't know what that means. Anyway. There's some nerds somewhere that are really mad at you right now. <laughs> They're like, grrr. And then the fan vote figure is a Optimus Primal deluxe class that will, from Beast Wars, that will combine with, I don't know what the rest of it's going to be, <laughs> but the robot mode will turn into Optimal Optimus. Which is so cool. Very cool. That is that is pretty um, epic right there. It's also going to include uh, G1-esque versions of the Dinobots, including a female Velociraptor. Yep. That combined. That combined into Volcanius. Which is, oh, just blows my mind. Right? Yeah. It, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of Transformers right now. The, whoever is in charge of it right now, Hasbro, is killing it. There is so are. much classic cool stuff. Yeah. Definitely hitting that uh, nostalgia wave, for sure. Riding that riding that wave of nostalgia, but modernizing it and making it just better product, better toys. Yeah. I stayed away from Transformers for years there, mm-hmm. because it was just like the... Oh, an- it's a bunch of shit. Yeah, the animated stuff, the movie stuff. Just, it looked bad, or it looked cartoony, and I just wasn't into it. And I walked by an Air Raid... Aerial bot that looks just like one I had growing up as a kid. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is awesome. And of course, anything that combines into bigger robots or is 
a win. Yeah, right in my wheelhouse. Totally. Which we'll be talking about in this episode of Gurren Lagann, by the way. Yeah. We'll get there. Don't worry. We'll get there. Lagann is kind of a headmaster, isn't he? Yes, he is. Huh. Okay. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of parallel here to what you were talking about right now to the episode of Gurren Lagann. It makes that pretty good segue, actually. So if you want, we can go right into it. I think we should. I think we should, too, because I don't really have anything for nerd news this week. And uh, I think it's time to get into our review of episode three, which is titled what again, Bill? Who do you think you are having two faces? <laughs> I ask that all the time to everyone. Just I just walk around saying that whether it makes sense or not. I just like shout. <laughs> I feel like I really want to just walk around shouting anything that Kamina says or just regular mundane things in a Kamina way. Instead of like... You should definitely videotape it and make I a YouTube channel. I should. Instead of like, will you pass me the toast? It could be like... Why are you keeping the toast that far away outside of the stretch of my arms? Like, that would be great. You can't call it toast either. You have to, like, gently golden fried bread. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm going to workshop this, and I'm going to see what I can come up with. Because <laughs> that's just, great. I'm just just gonna wear startle the, Ray all the time. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to wear the Kamina, like, sunglasses, and it's going to be fantastic. I need, to, I need to cosplay this shit. Speaking of Kamina. Yes. Yeah, speaking of. Transition time. I've stopped calling him Camaro. That's good. You're you're progressing. You're woke. You're learning how to speak. It's great. Like all all around a better person. Kamina is ranting about the last battle mm-hmm. uh, while Yoko asks Simone why the other hero is being so distant. Simone says he's not a hero, and they immediately go back to talking about Kamina. They do. He's very aloof, especially yeah. in this episode. I think that's what she's interested in talking about anyway. I and think you're right. Yeah, there's a couple moments of that, like where she's. There's a moment later where she wants to be alone with Kamina, and Kamina's like, oh yeah, come along, Simone, and it's just, it's so yeah. funny. I mean, that, that is the interaction, it's like, how are you doing, uh, hero? I'm not a hero. So about Kamina and his dead dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just kind of apologizes and wanders off. The people combine the three gunmen from the last episode into what is now called Gurin. Yeah, it's a cool little thing that you might miss. Yeah, the, the red leader gunman is not Gurren. Gurren is a custom job of the parts of the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you pay attention to last episode, and I don't think I mentioned this in our review of the last episode, during that fight, that mech, that Gurren was, like, ripped apart. Like, lost an arm, lost, an, lost a leg. I totally forgot to even mention that. Yeah, his who-do-you-think-I-am kick yeah. wasn't even a kick so much as, like, a couple of knee bones. Yeah, exactly. So we have this new, better version, like yeah. kind of piecemeal, which I, you know, we talked about off mic, and we can mention here. That's something you don't see very much in in mecha genre, where they like have to kind of be scavengers and piece these things back together. Instead, it's like Voltron is made up of these epic lions. You know, uh, the Power Rangers. You don't have to fix them; they're just constantly these big magical sort of beasts and right. beings. About the only thing I can think of that even comes close to this was uh, a short-lived TV show, if you remember it, called Megas XLR. I remember the name. I'm sure I watched it, but I don't really... I couldn't tell you what it looked like. Uh, Coop took a muscle car because the head of the robot was missing, and he built the head out of a muscle car. Okay, okay. And he would sit there and drive it. I feel like you were, like, very briefly obsessed with this show. It was such a good show. It was I, awesome. Yeah, well, I, I remember you watching it It was brief because it... It was there and it went away. Yeah. One of my favorite things is they teamed up with a Power Rangers sort of mm-hmm. pastiche. And he wanted to combine with them, like be the Dragon Sword. 
And so all he did was pick up the various animals and jam his fists into the backs of them or his feet into the backs of them. And this was, <laughs> and now I'm starting to see this visually. This was animated, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, now that you say it, I'm starting to piece it together it, in my it brain. Was blue what and he I put flames like. all yep, over it. And, yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I am seeing the cartoon right now in my head. Yeah. It was fun it for was what it was. Startled robot rhinoceros as he's cramming his fists up into its body. Yes. From behind. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that was awesome. Uh, it's a good show. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> No, that, that, that was our Magus XLR cast. We could probably do that in, like, that'd be a short cast. That'd be a very, I think there was two seasons, but I think they were. Was very, there? I think they were short seasons, though. Oh, okay. I think there were, like, six to ten episodes. Gotcha. Maybe a bonus season somewhere along the line. Plus trying to find it. Yeah, good point. Um, YouTube. I'm sure it's got to be on YouTube. Probably. So Yoko decides that since the fighting for the day is over, and the gunmen don't show up again after There's the morning, that arbitrariness again. Uh, she's going to go for foraging. Yes. But... When she goes foraging, isn't it daytime? Yeah, but they showed up in the morning. Oh, okay. And they won't come again in the daytime. I mean, they only come once in the morning. They're, oh. very, they're very courteous like that. This is very this is very confusing. It is. And she, yeah, like you said, she wants to just go with Kamina. But he invites the old turd wheel. <laughs> turd wheel. <laughs> That's said that very amazingly. I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. So Yoko sights a crocodile bunny. Yeah. Can we talk about some of these creatures? This uh, is weird. Later in the episode, they actually do a recap. They talk about these creatures. Uh-huh. So we actually do have names for them. Okay. Um, I haven't been written in my review for episode six, but we can go through them now. Okay. It's a white sands croco bunny <laughs> is the first thing she. Croco bunny. That's kind of cool. I yeah. kind of like the name. And they t- that this point is when they talk about the uh, village's weapons. The village was built over a storehouse of weaponry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they found it from. Um, at some point, a poison gas leak from the weapons uh, caused the people to be driven out, but they took weapons with them, and that's what they used to fight the beastmen on the surface. And we see a really surprising thing about Yoko's gun here, that it doesn't just shoot bullets, but apparently it can also shoot, like, crossbow bolts. Yeah, I have in here later. She said that uh, the gun is an electric rifle. Yeah. So the best I can figure is this is a, a railgun, gauss rifle kind mm-hmm, of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and using magnets to propel whatever is metal inside of it forward. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of the best way to kind of phrase that. Which is weird, because don't they show the gun having a recoil? Yep. Which, oh, yeah. Which a magnetic propulsion gun Would wouldn't have not recoil. at all. So. Um, so maybe it's got both capabilities, or... Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I thought maybe, like, it could be one or the other, because you would think that a traditional rifle would have a little more oomph. Yeah. In some ways. So. And I mean, a magnetic propulsion with an arrow like that would probably not just stick the arrows in the creatures, but drive it through them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the point of it is that accelerating magnetically, they can achieve velocities that mm-hmm. um, expanding gas can't. Yeah. To make a, a bolt's only going to go so fast, no matter right. what. Absolutely. So, yeah, I got weird physics-y. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, for once, Josh wasn't the one asking you about uh, about <laughs> gun physics or gun anything revolving around guns. Well, the theory of a railgun is not something everybody would know. Either, no, so. that's absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> they chase what kind of looks like an is from the Max. It's like a weird black plant with a beaky sort of protrusion at the end. And yeah, that's that seems about right. There's the there's the hippo with the weird bulbous a, things on it. A slime grape hippo. They called it. That's weird. Oh, it does kind of look like there are grapes on the back. That's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. And I'm so sad because these things are kind of cute, and then they just, like, get killed. Right. Know, like, like, like just... 
Thump. She puts an arrow literally between the hippo's <laughs> eyes and it just flops <laughs> it just, over. It just falls over its side. It's pretty good. Uh, meanwhile, Simone is using Lagon to pump water, and Kamina is given the gun to try to hunt with. That's that uh, same gun from earlier, right? Yeah, she lets him use the gun. Yeah. This prey is what they later refer to as a flying raccoon. Not as creative as some of the other Nowhere animals. near. Nowhere near. Uh, but when he picks up the flying raccoon, he realizes there is a second arrow stuck into it. Yeah, that that seems wrong. That seems like there's something else going on here. So doesn't he draw his little derringer again? Yeah, he does, and he actually fires it into the into the weeds. Yes. And we see a bow fly up in the air. Mm-hmm. So apparently he's been training. Right. He yeah. actually knows how to use the gun. Now. He knows which end the point. Right. And at this point, an albino beast man, he just kind of has fangs and claws. I don't really know what kind, kind of Kind of elongated arms a little bit, too. Like, he's got, like, yeah. some, like, extended arms with maybe, like, some... Bigger, kind of paw-like hands. I wonder if he's not supposed to be maybe some kind of cat? That actually would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really have a very cattish, but he has claws and fangs. Claws, fangs, he's quiet. Yeah, he's lean, long, lean. quiet. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I took it uh-huh. as. And he's the commander of the Far East Theater of Human Eradication Forces. Um, but if he says he's in the Far East Theater. I mean, does that mean he's like, this is taking place in Japan or China? Eh, miss an anime. Yeah. So in, it wouldn't, India, it would I not, would not be out of the ordinary for this to specifically. Now, do we know this is Earth? I think so. Okay. I mean, maybe at this point we don't know that. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard but to I'm say. But I'm pretty sure at some point they said that we learned this is our Earth. Oh, okay. I don't think that's out of the realm of what we know. Cause I mean, there's one moon, the stars. That makes sense. I don't remember ever concretely even getting told this is our Earth, but. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was an interesting that you said the Far East Theater. It is an interesting little, like, naming convention there. I guess it would honestly make sense, you know, looking at, again, this is a, this is a Japanese medium. So right. a lot of times they, they like to set uh, different animes where they're used to living. Right. I mean, it's just like, you know, you do an American movie, a lot of times it's going to be in a big city in America or something, depending upon the story. Yeah. I mean, it's filmed in Toronto, but. <laughs> but filmed in Toronto, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cheaper. Yep. So, uh, his name is Viral, although it's spelled Viral. Yeah, and there's, that, that happens a lot in this. Yeah. With the uh, character's name. Simone names. is spelled Simon. Yeah, we haven't really talked about that, but like, yeah, the names are all kind of weird. For, not all of them, but yeah, a lot many of, them, of are them are. Just not pronounced quite what you think it would be. Exactly. And they have a sword fight with, uh, Viral's cleaver versus the horribly scaled katana that Kamina's wielding. So he pulls out that katana. And For he like 45 it. seconds. He does. It unsheaths it. It just keeps, his arms keep stretching and the katana keeps stretching. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on, but you had commented how you really like the cleaver. And I agree. I think the cleaver is actually designed really well. Yeah, I do. I like the look of it. I like the idea of using it in a fight. I mean, it's, it's almost straight razor-ish. It is very much straight so, dangerous. Yeah, it looks dangerous. It looks scary. Oh yeah, Kamina does end up wounding wounding Viral mm-hmm. uh, by pulling an arrow out of his pants and with his offhand and stabbing him in the face. Yeah, and we we didn't mention too. At one point, he uh, before the fight starts, he squeezes the tail of the oh of the flying, of the raccoon. flying raccoon who apparently wasn't dead with two arrows in it. Yeah, because Viral out. says, yeah, that was he says this is the first thing you need to know is I'm this guy. And the second thing you need to know is, that's my dinner, give it to me. Yeah. It was so, kind, of, kind of funny. So yeah, he squeezes the tail, gets awake, and then throws it in his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes me wonder what he'd do if it was dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't want to start a fight by getting hit in the face with a dead raccoon. No, but... definitely not. Absolutely not. That's 
Many, had many a fight. Uh, I, no, I know that's a Josh Tone I, joke. Never mind. I'm not going to go there. I, <laughs> I read that in the Art of War. Yeah, I'm sure it's in the Art of War. Um, page one. <laughs> yes. But even the arrow just nicks Viral, mm-hmm. and ultimately he's driven off by Simone and Yoko. Yeah, Simone, Simone busts in with Lagan, causes him to at least back up, but he doesn't cause any real damage to him. He yeah. sees the glint of Yoko's rifle, and gets and out decides of, it's better to just go away. Yep. They rush to Gurren right away, all the while Kamina is just aching for a fight, and Simone's whining. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still fitting their their character types that we've established in the last couple episodes. Yep. We do hear Viral say that he is here because of the gunman jacking that's been going on. Gunman jacking. <laughs> Sorry, I said a weird image in my mind of that, but anyway, carry on. Um, <laughs> so Viral goes to his gunman, and Kamina's super pissed that it has two faces. Yeah, I don't I don't really know why. Well, He's also, it doesn't this. have two faces. I'm sorry. We discussed this when we watched we it. We did. I, I, it has I'm, a face on his chest yes. like a regular gunman, and it has a lump on top with a with a helmet on it. But yeah, it's another head. A head, certainly. You could say it's got two... Well, it doesn't even have two heads, because it has a face on its stomach, and then a <sighs> faceless head. Yes, it only has one face. Unless the other face is covered. I guess... Well... As we find out later in this episode, that helmet doesn't cover the face. No, you're right, because the helmet comes off later. Yeah, so that plating under there is just... It's just plating as part of that head. I would like to say it's a weird translation thing, but I think in Japanese it was a similar sort of thing, too. Kamina's an idiot, though, so I mean... Oh, yeah. Because, like, why is he so mad about it in the first place? Oh, no, there's no reason to be mad at it. Like, (laughs) Like, and, and, like... And then he tries to one-up him by, like, well, we could do that, too, which we'll get to later. Yeah, exactly. Before that, Viral absolutely trounces the two of them. Oh, God. Beats the <laughs> shit out of them. Uh, Kamina decides to throw Lagan at Viral, and he dodges it and kicks it away. Yeah. Because, like, he comes back around like he's Yeah, he comes back battle. for a rebound, and he just kicks him out of the air. Yeah, it's pretty good. Which then is he... also good, by the way, because in Mech based TV shows, you always see, like, the big finisher that works every single time in the monster, like, you know, Voltron's sword or, uh, you know, the, the power sword from from uh, Power Rangers or yep. whatever happens every single time and it wins. And when this the time, music starts. Yeah, and this time they subverted that by being like, new. Nope. Yep, the theme music started and, and they do it and it, yeah. He does not happen. Doesn't care. So while they're laying in a pile uh, against the hill... A head beam laser comes out of mm-hmm. Viral, uh, his gunman. He thinks the vir- the heroes vanished and ran off. Right. Yoko seems to think they're dead or gone, destroyed. Uh, but apparently, Simone just buried them in or buried his way back out of the landslide because it's we a see, little unclear. We see him bury his way out of a or dig his way out of a cave. Yeah. And then we go to break card. <gasps> Welcome to The Break Card. My name is Andy, and I want to thank you for joining us for our third episode of Gurren Lagan. I also want to apologize for last week. We had this episode recorded, but there was absolutely no time to get it put out to you, and I really apologize for that. When I took on this podcast, my hope and goal was that the editing time compared to something like the Shadowvane podcast would be completely minimal. And unfortunately, sometimes work does get in the way, and I've been kind of bogged down and still am... But I was able to take some time tonight to get this episode up to you, so I really hope that you enjoy. 
And of course, once again, it's me and Bill, no Josh. Josh is still gone for the month of October. So you just get us talking about Gurren Lagann in this episode. As far as next episode goes, I'm not really sure exactly what you're going to get. We may get another Gurren Lagann. We might get some sort of different sort of bonus review. We may get a Pokemon Generations episode. Just kind of stay tuned and follow us on our Facebook and Twitter for more information on what's coming up. Also, check out the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com. We have new shows, guys, new shows, such as the Reanimator Podcast. Josh told you about that a couple weeks ago. The Reanimator Podcast is a show where four guys talk about all kinds of cool anime stuff, and it's really fun. If you like our show, hopefully you will like their show as well. But also, guys, we have another brand new podcast to the network, and that is the Taco Tuesday Podcast. You can join Brandon and Jake, their local comedians to the quads of the area, as they talk about everything and anything going on in pop culture. And they really are looking for people to email the show, so that way you can be a part of the conversation as well. And you can do that by emailing tacotuesdaypod at gmail.com. And check out their podcast by going to the Questionable Endeavor Network, where we have links to where you can find them, either right there on the website or going to where they host their podcasts. That's really about all. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Bill's episode on the Raw Attitude Podcast, go check that out, another member of the Questionable Endeavor Network. And stay tuned to QuestEndNetwork.com because we are going to have some more big announcements coming before the end of this year. 2017 is definitely the year of Questionable Endeavors. Speaking of, let's take you to a quick commercial from one of our shows and then back to our review. Sup, bitches? We're Pwn Stars, a video game podcast about developers, one host's obsession with Genji's butt, and other random shit. Also, we give you gaming news that you probably already knew the fuck about. Who likes Genji's butt? Who knows? Just ask us. So join us every week for your dose of random gaming. So random, half the time, we don't even know what the fuck we're going to talk about. Josh, got anything to add? I don't do good with the short stuff, only the long stuff. That's what she said. Giggity. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and always on the Questionable Never Network. Back from the break. Yes, we are. Kamina is annoyed by the retreat. Um, he is. Which I don't think it's even a retreat, really. It's like they got buried and he dug his way back out. Yeah. It's I, not like he grabbed him and dug his way deeper to get yeah, away. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it was really... I never saw it that way. So, like, I was confused when he got kind of pissed off at him for it, too. Yeah, it just seems like he was randomly mad just to be mad. Or exactly. Irritated. Yeah. The battle didn't turn out the way he wanted, so he maybe is taking it out a little bit on Simone. Maybe. I mean, that doesn't seem really in character. So but, maybe like it was just bad. They didn't. They, the animation didn't help us to tell that story. Right. It didn't. But either way, uh, Simone is whining. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoko is offering to take Lagan for the next battle since Simone doesn't seem up to it. Yeah, but, she's she, she's pretty straightforward about it. Like like, hey, I could do this if he's not going to do it. He's let a kid. Me defend. He can't handle it, and I can. Yeah, absolutely. She's not wrong either. No, she's not. I don't. I don't blame her for it. Apparently, it's all about the penis to pilot a. A gunman, Have though. we seen any female pilots yet? No, we haven't seen a single female pilot. Well, the spiral energy that pushes forward, I mean, it's yeah. very... It's very ma- hyper-masculine. Very macho, yeah. yeah. Kamina, though, although Yoko wants to take it, Kamina absolutely talks in circles. Because he believes in Simone, and he believes in himself. So obviously he believes that he's right, so he's got to be right about Simone, so Simone must be right. Oh yeah, that's that is, that is it's, ridiculous circular it's horrible logic. Horrible circular logic. Yeah. Um But that that fits Kamina. No, it does. I mean it's not it's not out of character for him to do it. Definitely not. 
it just makes me not like his character that much. Well, okay, fair enough. The next day, the Littner villagers are promoted to Team Gurren. Yes. And they prepare for the next day's battle. Logon apparently won't start now, and Yoko declares that she's going to have her last day on the right there in that gulch. Uh, Viral shows up in a tornado, and he's cool with Kamina standing there waiting for him. Yeah, he doesn't seem nonplussed at yeah, all by but this. But they're very, like, that was good of you. You're very cool. He's like, I'm, I'm impressed you came back. And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. a little bit of warrior. Bravado. You know, yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the gunners start to fight, and they're completely taken out immediately. Yeah, they don't do much this time. Like, last uh-huh. time, they, they were an integral part of the battle. Here, uh-huh. they're just, like, blown up. And they should be he, dead, he, a he lot throws, of them. Well, he throws blades at them. Uh, Viral throws blades at them. And we see the blades hit the ground around them and mess them up. Mm-hmm. And then Gurren attacks them. And he says, ah, I got you. But it's like, no, they should already be dead. They should be. By the time you got involved. Anime logic. Yeah. Uh, but Gurren is trounced once again. Badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoko shoots at him and Viral puts up a shield. This is just heel getting some serious, serious heat on Gurren. Oh, God, yeah. And Simone is being too much of a whiny bitch that he doesn't understand he's supposed to do a run-in. <laughs> he does, yeah, he doesn't get the logic of wrestling. Yeah. Yoko does explain it to him, though. Well, that's good. That's, you need a good manager. Yep. And, or valet, I suppose, in this valet case. Valet in this yep. case, yeah. Logan is powered by belief now, apparently, because he believes. I think it's, I don't understand yet, like, the powering system. I think it, it, in all instances, it seems like strong emotion is what pilots these things. And that isn't necessarily out of character for mecha anime. Like, you'll see stuff like that, like with um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, there's, like, elements of connections between the pilot and the and the machine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have, they have to be, like, in sync with one another. Yeah, so... but they usually explain that, like, the mech is alien technology or biomechanical Something. or We don't have any of that, or, really. No, like, this. you have a mechanic that works on this thing. But for some reason, being hungry or tired or upset makes you not be able to pump. Because we don't know where these things came from originally yet. Like we just know there's this random technology granted. that these things use. So. Yeah, granted. Yeah, but it's it's a bit of a mess, I think. Oh, it is. It is. It's even having seen everything, I think that they could have gone. That's one of those cleanup things that we talked about last time. Yeah, they could have cleaned up the the science, the mythology a little bit. And it's one of those things where, like Josh was talking about on the first episode, that maybe. You know, they didn't, since there was no manga, Mungo, whatever to go off of, that they were kind of floundering maybe near the beginning to, like, figure things out. And then they, they get they get to a certain point, and it's like, well, how do you go back and backtrack that? Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so Viral prepares his head laser again, and Jeez. Simone finally gets in the fight, coming up through the ground and nicking. It's about time. He nicks a hole right through the top of that circular head laser thing. Kamina catches the drill head and declares that they are going to combine and have two faces, too. Everyone gets super excited about it, except for Viral and Liron. Yeah, yeah. Wait, two problems with this. Or two things about this, I guess, in general. Number one, okay, it makes sense. Because all, again, if we're hyperbole here, this is what robot the genre does. Yeah. Combining. Yeah. So, like, the very literal, one of them is a drill, so we're just going to have it drill into the other one, is very funny. Yes. Second thing, how did Feral hear any of this conversation throughout this entire scene? I assume maybe he had tapped into Gurren's radio network, but we know that 
Logon, Gurin, and Yoko's headset are all connected because Leron did because it. Because Leron did, yeah. Maybe he did that on one channel, and there's another channel Maybe. for Viral. Or that could be, I, I guess. It's hard to say exactly. Yeah. They don't. Again, it's one of those things they could polish and explain a little bit more. But they don't. But they don't. Yeah. It's kind of like in Avengers, though, where everybody just walks around and kind of cups their ears a bit and can hear each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't explain it. Why. No, I mean you're right. So the whole point of this combination, anyway, is for Gurren to have two faces. Just like Viral's mech, which well, of course. doesn't have two faces. It's mirrored. You gotta mirror it. <laughs> but at least they're as tall as each other. That's true. Again, it seems like a pissing contest. Well, of course. But yeah, everybody's excited about it, except for Leron, who's like, what? And then Viral, who thinks they're stupid, too. <laughs> Even after they do it, he thinks they're stupid. But against all logic, it actually works. And I love there's a there's a visual at one point inside of Kamina's robot, and like literally... Six inches above his head is the tip of the drill. Right. Which is funny as shit. And we do get a kind of an interesting, like, actual blending of the two to kind of make the Megazord, right? You know, right. Or whatever you want to call it, the Gestalt. Uh, and it changes the look of Gurren and Lagan. And it, it is kind of neat. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get Gurren and Lagan as we know it. Yeah, Because the limbs actually do morph and change a bit when, yeah. they, when they combine. When they combine. The other thing about it that I was annoyed by originally mm-hmm. was I was like, why do they combine? Why do they randomly combine? You can't just shove a drill mech into another mech. Yeah. Uh, we find out later that that's kind of what Logon does. It's almost a, it's a headmaster. It's a parasitic. Yes, you're right. Because it, there's a scene in a yeah. different episode that, that. It's not the two of them. Yep. It's not the two of them to go together. It's that Logon does that for anything. It's like a mm-hmm. master control key for any mech. Which is kind of cool. It is kind of cool once you get around, once you get down to what it really does. Yeah. Again, I wish I would have explained it better or known it. Mm-hmm. And maybe. Maybe that's left a little vague. Maybe because... they can leave that one vague just because, but with so much stuff being yeah. sort of half ass out there. Yeah. It's just another thing piled on top. Yeah. Yeah. If everything else made, made perfect logical sense, and then this would have been an interesting mystery. Agreed. Agreed. But either way, heavy metal music starts in the background. So you know Viral's in trouble. Now. Oh, God. Yeah. Like heavy metal is like the. The sign of the symbol of bad things. The, the finisher's about to the, hit. Yeah, exactly. To the to the bad guy. Uh, Gurren Logan breaks Viral's head off, and he steals his helmet. Which one? <laughs> the top one. Oh, okay. the head. It breaks yeah. his head off. Not okay, his face. Not his, his, face. Head. his head. Got it. And steals the helmet. So whereas <laughs> a weird the, little touch. Whereas the crest was originally a circle, mm-hmm. and Simone cut through the top of that circle yeah. with a drill. Now it's broke the rest of it off, so it's kind of a crescent moon samurai crest. It kind of definitely thing. does feel very samurai, um, especially when you put it on and it changes color yes. to match. Yeah, which color I'm speed. like, how did that happen? I don't know, but okay. Again, I think it's probably Logon doing its merging it's morphing thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's assimilation, I guess. Would be yeah, assimilation is a good word for it. You see the you see the little circular crest on Logan burst through the helmet, mm-hmm. and Viral decides he's going to have to come at him in melee. With the two swords that were outside the whole time. Yeah, he says something along the lines of, you actually made me have to use my swords. Like, this is yeah. a last resort sort yeah. of thing. Well, I guess now we have I'm a, big, fuck you up. a big super head laser. You might as well use that first. Yeah. It's not Power Rangers where they save the big attack for the end. It's true. That's true. So we have swords versus drills. That's and- kind of cool. The drills, like, pop out of either side of the hands. Yeah. And that is a cool, uh, like, like, visual. I like that. That's it's kind of like Wolverine claws out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I, I was trying to think of a good analogy there, and I don't really have one. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it's they come out from above and below the ri- mm-hmm. on the wrist. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, what's I don't remember what the is it is it a Bayard? 
or oh from uh from, yeah the bayards from, from uh, voltron, voltron Legendary yeah. Defender. it's yeah. got a similar sort of like yeah in that it visual. sets yeah in it they're inert form that they kind of set above mm-hmm. them kind of like a katar yes too similar yeah. to that absolutely so anyway as the fight is happening yeah uh viral then opens up his torso and lets loose a barrage of guns and missiles and rockets and seemed like something he probably should have done earlier yeah i think it, like, before resorting to his swords, maybe oh, he should yeah. have done that. absolutely. And then attacked with the swords. Yes. Followed um, up. Yeah, because the drills have broke the swords. So oh, at now this point, yeah, there's no swords. Yeah, now all he can do is use that to uh, cover his butt and run away. Right, which, you know, very super villain to do. Granted. Uh, Kamina lets Simone talk him into holding the line instead of chasing Viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying they should win the fight another... Win more fights in more days instead of... Right. Russian, Russian, and possibly losing their the fight in their lives. Yeah, and then we have our our next bit of plot, where Liron actually finds headquarters information in Gurren's memory bank. Ooh, dun dun dun! And I think this is the scene. Is this a scene where they kind of strike off on their own? Uh, not quite yet. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, we have Kamina go over and grave rob his dead dad. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that scene where he steals the cloak. He takes the cape and uh, a piece of the cape flies away and. Mm-hmm. Simone catches it for an armband. That's kind of cool. It is. They leave Littner, and Dayaka has to stay and protect his women and children. Yeah, um, yeah. A little more macho-y. A little macho-y, but... Liron, though, shows up with a whole ton of baggage, because he's coming with. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And he's just like, well, you need a mechanic. Yeah, you need a master mechanic. And I love comedy. He's like, well, I never really thought, I okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> kind of just like... He's trying to come up with an excuse not to, but it's like, okay. Like, he doesn't really want him to go. But. Yeah. And they walk off, and um, the chief, Dayaka, hands Yoko a hand her gun with, like, a hobo bag tied to the end of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And says that he didn't think she'd really be into a dude like him. Hinting, again, at the, kind of, her uh, affinity toward Kamina. Yeah. And she heads off to join them. Yeah. And they say that they're taking the attack to the Beastmen. Yep, and that's leading us into our next episode. So that was our review of episode three. So this is the part of the episode where we talk about our general thoughts of everything. So I'm going to leave it to you. What did you think of this episode? It's getting better. Okay. I mean, the first two were painful. Like I said, and if those were well I saw, I don't think I would have come back. Yeah, you're probably right. If I could have seen the the first three episodes mashed up together and the majority of it was this episode... Mm -hmm. I wouldn't immediately go, yeah, this isn't for me. I still kind of wonder about some of the stuff, but we're doing some plot. We're seeing some things happen. One thing this anime does well, and this is where it starts, is a natural progression of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not just wander, wander from town to town, get into shenanigan after shenanigan. There does seem to be a battle plan. There does seem to be yeah. some tactics, and they follow it logically. I mean, there is some random filler episodes or other side story episodes, but Everything ties well. It's pretty tightly plotted, I guess is what I want to say. There is. There is a there's a plot to it. There is progression. It is... Everything seems to have some sort of purpose to the overall story. Right. Which is good. You don't see that all the time in anime. Right. You, know, you have a lot of the... Especially earlier animes with, like, a lot that are that rely heavily on the filler. Or even... Yeah, and not like, even just earlier, because, like... Even got, stuff like Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, Pokemon, or I'm thinking even of, like, those series, like, um... Naruto. Naruto, and, the ones that are, like, a million yeah. seasons long, where it's, like, 
well, obviously you're not telling us a sync story because yeah. you're 17 seasons in. Yep. And your power level keeps jumping for no discernible reason. Right. Just to tell the same story over yep. and over again. This anime actually, I feel, does a good job of every time their power level goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. For one, there's an end point. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't get to colossal, huge earth, earth shaking power. And then the next arc, they got to go further. You know, it's basically two arcs. And the power scales very nicely throughout it. Mm-hmm. And being a one season show too, it's good to. I mean, like you're not going to have as much of that in general, right? Because they don't have to, they don't have the time for it, right? Which is cool. And so, like, this is the first seed of it. Of okay, we have this mech. We started out as people on the ground. We hijacked this mech. We've powered it up, and now we know where the bad guys are. Let's go try to take the fight to them. Yes. So we'll find out kind of how that turns out. But yeah, it's a cool natural progression. It's good. It's not bad storytelling doing that. You know? It's not. It's, it's, that's probably one of the biggest strengths of this anime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that this episode overall is pretty fun. I like the, I think the two things I like most about this episode are the fight scenes in this one. I feel like the fight scenes are more coherent in this one compared to the first two episodes. Right. Like you can follow what's going on. A lot better than some of the other ones where it's like, what, what exactly is happening? Yeah, it's not just sort of explosions in the chaos. And... Yeah, it's, it's plotted out. Yeah. Um, and I like the villain quite a bit. I actually kind of like him. Yeah. I as mean, a villain. Not like, I'm like, yeah, he's my favorite character or anything, but I like his, I like his characterization. He does kind of have generic anime cool guy syndrome. He does. Long white hair and kind of cat-like, and I've got a katana, and I've, I'm really good at this okay, thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not saying that's necessarily bad, but there is that definitely trope. Yeah, and maybe and he, that's from the symptom of why I think he's kind of comes across as cool, but I don't know. He's, he's interesting enough, and the fact that he is tactical in some ways, too, I like that. You know, he's not afraid to run away. You know, he's not just rush in and get killed. So yeah. I, I like that. I think that's kind of interesting. It was a good episode for the most part. I think for the most part it was, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely the best one so far. Yeah. That was this episode, but next week we will be talking, well, maybe next week, depending upon how we're going to do schedule-wise, because, again, we, we do want to get Josh back on here to do reviews. So, Josh, if anything... If you're listening to this, know that now Bill is going to not be as hateful toward it when you come back. So this is actually a boon for you. This is good. But the next episode of Gurren Lagann that we will be reviewing eventually is episode four. Having lots of faces doesn't make you great. More of the face talk. How many faces are we going to end up with? Who knows? Tune in next time to find out. But until then, it's time Two head out on this one. <laughs> two head, I guess. Ha ha! Or not two head. That is the... Well, always two head. Sorry. Uh, that was inappropriate. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. I'm an amateur, quote-unquote, at swordplay. Or is that in quotes? I don't know. My name is Andy. And I'm going to have somewhere to run soon. I'm Bill. <laughs> Yeah, I guess since we're going to be getting out of here, that's true. I'll have to get out of the way. And we will see you next time. I'm still not doing bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. 
For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questnnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to other great shows like the Shadowvane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Cone Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, New Blood Rising, Words of Geekdom, and our two newest shows, the Reanimator Podcast and the Taco Tuesday Podcast. logo on your back. You like it? That's the logo for Team Gren, baby. Hmm. Yeah, so anyway, I'm gonna go hunting for a bit. You wanna come along with me? Say what? But if gunmen show up while we're gone, who's gonna help out here? I don't think any more of them are gonna come today. Those things only come around in the morning. Yeah? What's up with that? They seem to have a set of rules that they operate by. And we have to find ourselves some food and water, so we do it when there's no fighting going on. So, do you think you could give me a lift? Yeah, sure. <gasps> Simone, let's get going. Oh. Huh? You want me to go? <sighs> Are you sure you want me to tag along? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>